you're listening to the Loose Screws Podcast. I'm Commander Wotherspoon. Just because I'm listening to Loose Screws doesn't mean you don't have to. Hello and welcome. See, I changed it up there. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome. This is Loose Screws. It is June the 25th, 2020. I am your host, Ty Warsham, and I have decided to do weird things this evening with my voice for shits and giggles. Actually, I won't be doing it the whole night because I can't hold it. <laughs> heavy on the shits. <laughs> yeah, heavy on the shits, yeah. Um, with me this evening is our amazing and influential audio engineer, JN Tracks. You doing all right this evening, man? I'm doing okay, man. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna just ride that diamond railroad just a little while longer, I think. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. Apparently so. You know what? It's a good thing to do when you're doing a podcast and you wanna be in game, but you don't wanna have to concentrate on anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll talk about what I'm doing here in a minute. So um Oh god. I know. And our the national cheese it champion. The uh, oh, is the Monterey, sh- the Monterey Jack. That's what you need to name your your fleet carrier, Chig. <laughs> Was that the cheese of the week last week? Will I have to change it every week? I don't know. All I can think about is like like Chippendales Rescue it, Rangers and that mouse Monterey Jack. Oh, it sounds like a ship name. It yeah. just sounds like a ship name. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get right on that. Uh, I'll pick I'll pick out a ship to be the Monterey Jack, just for you. All right, all right. So, a couple of notes here. Um, number one, uh, if you're listening on or about June 26th, June 25th, um, the uh, Steam Summer Cell has started. So, a couple of things I have noticed that is pretty cool. Uh, Elite Dangerous is on sale. So, if you're wanting a an alternate account or if you want to get your buddy playing the game, I believe the Commander's Edition is like 15 bucks right now. Go get it. Also, Horizons is like 6 bucks or 7 bucks. If you don't have that for some reason, go get it. Um, the other thing I thought was really cool was that Doom Eternal is now 30 bucks, And I think that's the cheapest I've seen it. So that will be purchased before long. Because uh, it's been $60. I think I've seen it as low as like $52 or something like that. I don't think I've seen it below... $52 yet. So seeing it at 30 bucks is pretty cool. That's the new Doom. That's the Doom that come out a few months ago that they got a DLC coming out in a few weeks for. So that's the deal. So real quick, I want to talk about what we've been up to in the game. Um, Trax, what have you been up to in the game? Well, uh, I did I did get in and, and do a bunch of mining with the new changes and stuff that came about because I very much prefer sort of immersion and lore-wise the, the core and the subsurface and stuff. That feels like real to me compared to, you know, a laser that says it's depleted even though the rock hasn't changed shape at all. That, that, that always kind of bugged me and stuff and, and whatever. I, I don't care. I'm not like on a horse about it. But I've been doing some mining, and then I did actually pop back to the bubble and uh, I finished building my chieftain again. Uh, so now I have a, a a versus humans chieftain and a versus aliens chieftain separately so that I can have some of both and 
I, I do love that shit, but I had, I had missed her. So yeah, <laughs> a little of this, a little of that. Yeah. You know, um, the way I've always kind of imagined surface mining is like taking the top two inches of the soil off. And that's why it depletes like your lasers can't go be below like the top two inches or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of I've always imagined it. That's why I was like, oh, well, that's why it doesn't change shape. Because, you know, you wouldn't really notice the top two inches of the moon was gone, you know? Yeah, but you'd be able to do the whole, oh, don't, whatever. Don't get me started on this. <laughs> well, well, after that, it gets too hard because it's just, I don't know. I'm making shit up as I go. It just worked in my brain a little bit. So, Chief, sure. what you been up to, man? Oh, I don't know. I bought my fleet carrier during last week's show, and I pretty much parked that near a CZ because it seems like uh, NL Hate and Nurgle and and the squadron have us at war constantly, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I think we now have a presence in three systems, and which kind of just happened today. I think so. yes, yes, picked up another system, and I think that was a day earlier than they thought it was going to happen. But uh, hey, that's awesome. The squadron active everybody's having a blast doing it i had never even thought i would ever touch bgs stuff in this game and now you know i i'm in the thick of it with everybody else um actually you know i had a fleet carrier i move it for that stuff i haven't really done anything else in game i flew to shinrata and bought like i've always wanted a chieftain and a rated it bought a a mamba and a rated it bought an eagle and a rated it and no, just those three ships. Didn't bother engineering them or anything. Just flew back to my fleet carrier, transported them to my fleet carrier, and I'll get around to engineering them one of these days and, and going out and maybe doing some CZs with it. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Back in CQC is pretty much all I'm doing. A lot more people in it, and you can get games pretty much any time now. It's that in-game uh, queuing is working. That's great. It is. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a shame because like I I can't get myself back into CQC mode. Like I just I'm so interested in messing around with my fleet carrier and doing things like that right now. So I um, I'm having a hard time getting back into CQC. But anyway, um, I'm actually out on near the uh, Statue of Liberty Nebula, uh, trying to pick up Sever Severe. I can't say his name. Server Runner? Yeah, thank you. Server Runner. And um, I am one jump away from picking him up and taking him home. So uh, when I do the next jump, I'll be able to get, pick him up, and then we start the journey home. Hopefully, we'll be back in the bubble by tonight or tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. like 6,000 light years. I don't know if I'll finish that tonight, but I'm going to be jumping the whole time that we record and up until probably I get tired this evening. So, so I... I- was sort of catching up on Discord when I saw that conversation. Is that a uh, is this a space madness rescue? Yes, yes, ah, is exactly gotcha. what it is. Yeah, he's um, he was out on distant screws, and then he kind of decided to. I think he kind of decided to go off on his own after distant screws ended. He didn't go all the way mm-hmm. back to the to the bubble. He decided to go east on the um, uh, galaxy map, and he made it as far as the Statue of Liberty Nebula which is about 6,000 light years, nearly dead east of Seoul. Mm. And uh, he decided to turn around, and then he's like, I- I'm about to just blow my ship up and head back. And I was like, well, yeah, wow. I could, could pick you up. I'm really not – I'm only about 4,000 light years from there. So I could – I could, because I was already out getting gathering mats anyway, and I was like, I don't mind coming in that way if you want me to. And he's like, yeah, if you don't mind. 
And here we are. Right on. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I hate when somebody has to blow themselves up to get home because uh, they got <laughs> just sick of being out in the black. So that's cool that you went out and did that. Yeah. That's why we need a wormhole generator. but at the same time it's like i don't want the galaxy to shrink in size so it's kind of you know i'm kind of i'm kind of hypocritical so (laughs) um so kind of want to go right into the news here um we kind of so when the fleet carriers released on the 9th there was also a galnet news article and we didn't even talk about it and I, I don't know we why. skipped. <laughs> yeah, we were so excited about uh, fleet carriers. We didn't even talk about like the new uh, Galnet News article, which was pretty cool because we haven't had one. So before this, we had one on January 14th of 3306, which was six months ago, about the witch, witch Head system designations where they changed some of the Witch Head uh, system names to actual star system names. And then this one here is about the Vitadine nanomachines reach the galactic market. So, is it a nano medicines or something? Yeah, is nano it? nano medicines. Sorry, medicines. I can't close read. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reading is reading is hard. Nano machines. Um, I was picturing uh, Stargate Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. what a good show. Um, I know when Atlantis was good. It was uh, SG One was the good one. Uh, they were all good. <laughs> no, you shut your mouth. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But um, so in, in this Galnet News article, they kind of talk about these uh, nanomedicines being able to be injected, you know, of course, injected into the human body. So tinfoil hat here for just a moment. Are we thinking that these nanomeds are going to be something that you can use during Odyssey to heal yourself or give yourself mm. faster running speed or something like that? Well, they did say that they weren't going to be doing fluff galnet anymore, right? Too many complaints that of, of people sending them on wild goose chases, I guess. So it has to be, it has to reference the game somehow to be following their own rules. Well, a couple of, Couple things. I've I've heard rumors that this, or I've heard discussion that this was just completing the previous storyline that they just kind of left dangling. I I don't know enough about it to to piece mm. it all together. Second, it, as far as in game, it is a rare commodity that can be traded. So they love to have their rare commodities in the game. So I don't know, you know, do any of the rare commodities actually do anything? Oh, so was this a commodity being added? It is, yes. Oh, oh, well, that yeah, mm, that might be all it is. Then <laughs> that might satisfy the requirement. It could, but I don't know. This one here, they were talking about this one going back to I want to say like June of last year. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, and that's where it's you know just kind of completing the story arc. And I mean, I absolutely hope it's it's something in game and something usable and you know i i never understood the full point of that storyline maybe that was just because they at when they added new system states maybe that was their way of weaving that into the fabric of the game rather than just saying hey we've got you know new you know system states having you know the blight and stuff like that was was just part of that and i think this story may have been their way to you know weave that into the fabric of the galaxy but uh what do i know i'm a 
nerd who works at a rental car company. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just we're just guessing. That's okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I guess at the time I was sort of thinking, oh, you know, this has to relate to something bigger, but I may be I may be fooling myself. Uh, yeah, if it's just a rare commodity, um, then they could get away with that. I mean, if we peek under your tinfoil, Ty, what's your theory with it? What do you think it's going to be? I think that this is directly the way that they're going to uh, lore-wise get us walking around the ships and walking around planets. I think that – because here's the thing. If we're going to be able to move around uh, the planet and whatnot, like they, like we, we saw in Odyssey. So think about the gameplay aspect of this for just a moment. So – in real life, if you jump too far, you fall and you die, or you get severely hurt. Yeah. So if you fall, you know, if you use your little backpack thruster to thrust really high, and then you fall too fast and get hurt, if you're in a uh, SRV, what happens? You just spawn back up on your ship and you're good to go. If you're in a fighter, you are tele telepresencing yeah. into the fighter. There's no real reason. You're telepresencing into the S- SRV too, right? You so actually that's... are not. You actually are Ew. not. You actually are physically in the SRV. They just have mm. kind of let that one go. Um, but the whole thing with the um, uh, these things, I think, so from a game plan point of view, if you fall too far and you take damage, you're going to have to be healed somehow. So otherwise, I mean, you're, you're, you're think about, think about like a, a first person shooter, how many times you get shot. Think about like Halo for just a minute. You know, everybody's played a first person mm-hmm. shooter. You know, think about the first person shooter. What happens when you duck behind cover, you heal. When you uh, run over the med pack, you get health. So what's going to be our med packs? I think it's going to be these things. Could be, could be, yeah. And I think to kind of extrapolate on that a little bit, I think it'll be something else. I think that, you know, there'll be another version of the nano meds that like, well, hey, these are here to let you run faster. And these are here to let you take more damage. Or these are here to let you get more accurate to where you can do more damage or something. It's like the, from like the game uh, Crisis, Yes, yes, that's a very good, yeah. I was like injecting your body with stuff. I was thinking more like Super Mario Brothers, have them shaped like mushrooms, (laughs) and then... (laughs) then, Let me take my nano mushrooms. (laughs) Exactly, that had never even occurred to me to think about that. But yeah, nano, if there's nano technology in you, you think of all the sci-fi you've seen over the years, what nanobites do and everything inside of you. Mm-hmm. That that's that's yeah. that's a really interesting idea. I that, that never even occurred to me. It, it would also kind of make sense because you know up, leading up to horizons, um there was a little bit of talk about uh, uh planetary landing systems. I can't remember the name of the company now, but some company was developing planetary landing systems. It would kind of match up to the previous lore a little bit. So, hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll be looking at that a, li- a little bit closer. I'm going to have to reread that and, and study backwards a little bit and see, you know, if if I can pick up any other clues in there with that thought in mind. Yeah. Well, I hope. So. I, I kind of hope so. Really, I hope that. Um, I don't know. I I just kind of hope that it's it's something more than just nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I might be wrong. Well, I, I nothing know. would break the rules, I think. So. Yeah, think it has no. to be something, something. It just it, it just might be satisfied with oh, and there's a new rare commodity in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'm waiting on Severe Runner to dock. He's in the docking process as we speak. Good deal. Way to go. I know. 
You're a true right. hero. I don't know about that. But anyway. <laughs> so um, the other thing about this Galnet article was the little lore behind um, uh, like the uh, uh, <laughs> so I can't help you. I don't know where you're going. I know. Okay. So me being me and me thinking, all right, so they have the interstellar health organization has verified the medicine's healing properties and owner professor Katrian Rook has been held as a genius for spearheading the research. This could all be, you know, just kind of, cause you know, sometimes some games will kind of, you know, uh, emulate real life as well. So they'll like, all right, so here's the deal, you know, we know that there's a there's a you know things going on in real life with like you know plagues and stuff. So maybe this is the the elite dangerous uh, equivalent of that to kind of you know mm. put like a more I don't want to say like a lightweight like a lighthearted spin on it, but it could be you know you know some games will kind of mirror real life somewhat. So it, it also struck yeah, me as yeah. that with the interstellar health organization. And don't forget, Trump's going to not fund it next year or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is it is on our minds, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, just, just, you know, me, me, me being, uh, you know, Captain uh, Tinfoil Hat here, so. Sure. All right. Good, for me. Good theory. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was the DSSA. So... I believe as of this week, the DSSA has about, oh, what is it, about 30 carriers, 30, 40 carriers that are in place and in position. So mm-hmm. we've been talking about talking about this a little bit in chat, and I've had a few people um, ask me, like, what, like, what is the DSSA? So... The whole thing is is a great big conglomeration, which was it started? I think it was the Distant Worlds team that kind of put this together. Um, they basically got together and said, okay, these fleet carriers are going to be bases that we can station all around the galaxy. Um, then they wanted to put one in every single uh, region of the galaxy. And there's a few that are there's there's gonna there's a few sectors or a few regions that are gonna have two or three, uh, and they're gonna be strategically placed, of course. And there's some that are just gonna have one. So right now, these carriers are 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 leaving and headed out. And if you guys look at the links I link there, there's a couple of maps where they actually have the carrier and the name of it and the system it's in when you click on it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And the red ones, they're not in place yet. They're just uh, they're 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 headed out. Some of them are going to be harder to get in place than others. There's, apparently, there's one already out at freaking Beagle Point, which yeah, is somebody made that me. run like in less than 36 hours after release or something. Yeah, somebody did not sleep, is what that is. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting to see um, all these carriers going out. Um, there is a list, um, and I'll be, uh, hopefully putting this up in the show notes as to, uh, cause they update this fairly often. They got a little, uh, Google doc spreadsheet that they're updating with 
where is it at the system and what off what things they offer like what uh like refuel rearm uh, services yeah what services thank you they offer god i don't know what to do without y'all <laughs> <laughs> well just looking at that map it's just <laughs> it's mind-boggling I might make that my wallpaper because it's also has that pass of all the ships that have flown around. You can see where the traffic is really heavy. And then even above and below the plane, you know, how the the pilot traffic and then how many of these, what it's got to be close to 30 are already in place all over the galaxy. That's just, man, it's crazy. People. Yeah. It's, it's so cool that so many people volunteered their carriers to do this. And wasn't there a commitment of at least a year or what was the. Something like that. Yeah, man. And they wanted a, they wanted about a year commitment for the people that did this. And uh, I mean, they're not getting anything for it. I mean, they're just doing it, you know, I don't want to say out of the good of their heart, but they're just doing it out of the, well, that's probably the best way to put it out of the goodness of their heart to do this. And their game heart. Yeah. Their game heart. You know, it's like a bunch of, you know, little, made up of little hearts that kind of swirl when you when you get hit. So uh, The other thing that blows <laughs> my mind is looking at this map, you can see how much traffic there's been all around the galaxy. And we've still explored less than 1% of the galaxy. That's, I thought we were like at, I thought we were, yeah, we were like at point, point 0.3%. Is that right? Uh, that was a while ago. I thought it was a, approaching half of 1%. Yep. And you can see people have been... You know, it looks like every corner of the galaxy. Nope, nope, just kind of passing through. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. To get every little thing along the way would just be so crazy. Uh, it is 400 billion stars. God knows how many planets. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious how Frontier calculates that number anyway. Like, do they, do they take, like, just honks and goes or as not being explored do they take surface maps it's not being explored mm. I'm, I'm not real clear on that so it would have to be a well i don't know i was about to guess <laughs> what good does guessing do it would be a percentage right like uh three levels you know if a if a system has been honked if a system has been fss and if it has been mapped yeah you know and then percentage of the galaxy that has had all three of those things or one of those things or two of them. I'm guessing if, if somebody's machine is rendered that system, which means you hopped in and you honked, you know? I mean, there's so many stars that that could be it. That could be all yeah. they're measuring. That would actually be the easiest way if them just look at, you know, well, here's what's planned and versus what's, you know, what's been plotted. So, right. That's, that's crazy. There are some awesome nerds in this world. So, um, but that is what the DSSA is, and that's kind of um, really the only big news that's been going on. There's um, so a few things that people have been doing um, with their fleet carriers. We've seen some pretty cool things. We'll probably talk a little more about that next week. But mm-hmm. um, or I think we're going to get around to the Chig Chat. Chig? All right, I guess we'll we'll do that. No sounder this week. I had one of my monitors die, and Trax is having soundbite issues. <laughs> my, Thanks, my, buddy. <laughs> uh, blame uh, Microsoft. <laughs> my equipment's I, not working. Uh, some people oh, blame oh. them for everything. So, well, let, let me let me jump in here. So, one quick thing. So, um, because this is a, so, it's actually my fault. So. What? Uh, in, do explain. It, it is. Okay, so NVIDIA released 
their, their latest round of drivers, which enables the GPU scheduling. So this is actually pretty cool software because it allows the GPU to actually control its own memory. So this actually gives the GPU more flexibility in the way that it runs things. And um, I was able to beta test this driver on my personal rig and on some work rigs um, for about three weeks before it re released. And there was a few different iterations floating around, but it actually does work. It works really well. The one issue is that you do have to download the, um, you know, y'all hear the guinea pig? The, the guinea pig filter? <laughs> yeah. If you don't um, download that guinea pig filter, your microphone gets real noisy. <laughs> um, you do have to download the uh, Windows 10 May 2020 update in order for it to work. Now, some people are saying, well, this is because of they're locking things out or, you know, and they may be, I mean, NVIDIA and Microsoft kind of have a history of doing that anyway and more likely to be available for everybody at some point. But the fact is, is that it's here and it's cool and it does some really cool things. And I'd rarely recommend going to drivers early on. I'm a, I'm a big believer to wait on drivers, but this is one of the times I would strongly recommend go ahead and getting this May update and go ahead and getting the driver because it, it really does make some performance differences. People with higher end rigs probably will not see much of a difference people, until you start playing like really high end games and it kind of pushes your system. You'll actually see some performance differences. People with mid lower end rigs. Um, yeah, if you're closer definitely. to the performance headroom, then because right. it's what it's solving is a little bit of latency. It's not like it's adding power to your GPU, but it's it's you know shortening one of the little paths between you know your computer wants to render a scene and then you see the frame on the screen. There's a bunch of little steps that happen in there, and this just shortens the gap between one of those steps. Just making it more efficient. That's what they're yeah. usually doing. And and you know, like I said, it's really worth it. I think it's uh, it's one of the few driver updates I recommend. And uh, you can download it from GeForce.com. And like I said, you'll have to have the May update, which you should be able to get by doing your Windows updates. And if you don't do your Windows updates, Windows 10 will make you do them anyway. So <laughs> unless you find a little hack around that, which I definitely did. Yeah, there's a few there's a few little hacks around it, but anyway. So, Chig, I turn it over to you now, sir. Sorry, I didn't mean uh, to stop no, over you there. It's all good. I mean, my, my topic this week isn't. I, I'm I'm going to go off on a tangent uh, this week. Um, I'm going to talk about topics, kind of. Uh, last week's discussion we had, you know, kind of carried through other shows. It's a hot topic in the community, talking about payouts and stuff, and and we got some pretty heated discussions, both in in Discord and, and in private messages. And I, I just want to say, just for the record, we don't represent anybody. We're just nerds talking about the game. If if you don't like our opinion, that's fine. I mean, we all disagree with each other half the time. I mean, we've all heard Ty change his opinion three times during a conversation because he's just that <laughs> laid back. And he's he, he when he hears a good idea, he likes it. Um, so, I mean... If you want to debate stuff, I'm more than welcome to. And Chig Chat is always open for debates. I don't care how heated. Just stay respectful. And, you know, if you don't agree right, with right. my opinion, convince me why I should agree with you. Don't just say 
hey, you should do this because that's that's an argument. I want to have a discussion, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of opinions out there. You know, you can get a, a different opinion from us maybe, but you can also go out. I mean, Lave Radio is great. The Hunt and Truckers do great stuff. Uh, Kaizen and his crew over at Elite Week are great. And if you really want salt, you know, you got Yamex you can go listen to. So just, you know, <laughs> uh, just relax. It's a video game. We don't need to, you know, there's real world problems if you want to dig your heels in. But in a video game, you know, have a kind discussion. Uh, hopefully, you know, the developers are hearing us. You know, we had the interview with, you know, uh, the Bruce and Steven. Yeah, with the community managers earlier this week. So th- th- they're they're listening. They hear us, but you know, just but they're paying uh, attention to our Discord too. It's it's mm-hmm. not. I mean, yes. part part of this is like you're talking about people DMing us. Um, you know, we love talking to people. That's why that's why we're doing this. Um, it's not because we don't want to talk to people, but it doesn't mean that we're the end of everything. That happens, and and um, I, the community managers, you know, they come on and, and chat with us, but they watch the Discord. You know, Tim comes in. I think we said this in the interview. Like, we get almost daily rounds from one of those guys, like checking up. And you know, I've I've heard actually the the first time we sat down to chat with Stephen, uh, he talked. You know, we asked him about his. What is your day like? And that's what it is. I mean, they 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 watch the forums, they watch all kinds of stuff. Um, so you know, don't think that if you disagree with us, that uh, like I think what Chig was trying to say, you know, like we don't represent Frontier, <laughs> and they they can see the the community managers can see your opinions too. I mean, this is a platform for everyone to talk. That's why it's called Dinner Roll. I mean, general. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's exactly what, what Track said there. And I mean, uh, keep in mind, there's a, there's a new group too. If you guys haven't gotten over to listen to Flight Assist by uh, Mal for the Win and Psychit, that's another uh, podcast that's joined the community. And the more people that join, the better. They're, it's really good stuff. They're going to be mm-hmm. interviewing people among the community and, and just another great channel and a great place where opinions can be heard and talked about. And we all just love this game. It's that's why we do this. Now, saying that, do you guys have anything else you want to, you know, cover after our our chats last week and have listened to other people's chats? Anything else on the credit balance or anything that you guys have thought about or your mind was changed on anything? <laughs> At all? My mind is impenetrable. No, <laughs> not, not really. But um, I. I I I think I apparently sounded extremely negative to a, a lot of people. Well, I don't know if it was even a lot of people, but I, I came off as the contrarian because I came in kind of with a different idea of what I wanted of the point that I wanted to make. Um, but I very intentionally like I didn't say anything until I was asked because I knew that was going to happen. Um, I, I don't think my mind has been changed about it, but. I did, as further discussion continued to happen in general, I did get to the point where I I realized um, for everybody who was kind of advocating that the pay scaling should be more together, to be should be more the same at least between like combat and mining. 
I don't think I heard a reason why that would make the game better. It was all reasons like they just want to have more credits without having to go mining. Um, and I'm not saying that to disparage anybody. It's just I hadn't heard anyone describe it in a way other than I just want more credits. And um, and I started this this whole thought because someone answered that for me in a way that I truly understood. And now I'm completely blanking on what that response was. <laughs> and I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go search back in general a couple of days. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm ruining this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ty? You got any final thoughts on this before we put this one to bed for, you know, I don't know, a few minutes. <laughs> the, the, the thing, so, um, I went into this discussion with the mindset of, yes, everything should pay the same, which is kind of like the mindset of someone who uh, makes hamburgers at a fast food joint should make the same amount of money as a doctor, which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but I've, I feel like I've been hearing that argument or similar arguments for going on a year now, which is, it, it, it racks my brain why, why people think that's a good idea. but. Um, the more, you know, talking to you guys and cause I went into this discussion with the mindset of, yes, there's no reason why, um, you know, the credits per hour for mining should be higher than the credits per hour for killing, uh, NPCs. Uh, but I came out of it with the mindset of, no, it actually makes perfect sense. Professions should pay different. They definitely should. And, um, uh, you know, it, it. The thing that I'll be left with it is that um, I think everybody across the board pretty much agrees that there needs to be some sort of balance pass. And even talking to Bruce and Stephen on uh, Monday, um, you know, they even they they even were kind of like they didn't they did not say, and I don't want to say that they said, but they kind of were like. Mm. I, I think that Frontier definitely knows there's an issue, and I think that they are looking at ways to address it. So, uh, without a doubt, there needs to be a balance pass of some sort. Now, that being said, I walked away with, because this, this question was brought up to me, I believe, by DJ Wiley. The question was, what's the number per hour that y'all think y'all should be making? Like, what's the credit per hour? And my initial reaction was 10 million credits an hour. You know, if you're mining, if you're, you know, pretty much whatever you're doing, that should be, you know, our, if you're mining, that's the number you should be making. Maybe you should be making that as much as combat or, or trading or whatever, but maybe mining is, is they want mining to be the primary way to earn money in this game. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I think. I think that that would be a good number to settle on. That seems uh, really low. It does. <laughs> so, so I did the math on this because uh, I broke out the Excel spreadsheet while I was at work because that's good use of company time. <laughs> so, so if you make or if you're making ten million credits an hour, it, my current assets in the game um, is nine point six billion. That's all my ships and all of my uh, and my fleet carrier costs. That's my current assets. I would have to. To, at 10 million credits an hour, I would have had to play for 967 hours. So a thousand hours, roughly. So that seems like a lot, but mm -hmm. 
when you kind of are sitting on like 2,000 hours, that's only half of my play time to get basically to end game. Or not that there's really an end game in this, but to effectively the end game in this. That's not bad, really. Yeah, but that's assuming you didn't buy another few billion in ships and everything else. I, I don't know. That, that does seem low to me still. I mean, where, where I come in on it is, you know, my final thoughts would be with all the different discussions, it's, it's putting value on stuff. And, and for me, credits aren't the, you know, be all and end all of the game. You, you play this for a lot of other reasons, but when you're trying to put a value on how many credits you should get for any given activity, I mean, mining pretty much all you get is is credits you get some low level engineering mats in there some raw mats a little bit but pretty much all you you're doing that for is credits whereas combat yes you're getting combat bonds but you're also increasing your combat rank you can get imperial fed rank you can get engineering mats of all grades while you're doing it it affects the bgs can affect power play you know combat is is everywhere you're getting rewards other than just credits right. you know ex exploration you know you can make some decent money doing exploration you know and really you don't need credits when you're doing it so everything you're getting is you know yeah some ship repairs but that's nothing really that's peanuts um so you know you're not having rebuys you're not you know having to uh, restock ammo or anything like that and that extra benefit of that is, you know, A, you get to get your name on shit. You know, everybody loves seeing their name on a new planet or something. But you're also, you know, you're boldly going out and seeing things that nobody has ever seen before. You know, it's 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 got they, – they have – combat and exploration have additional rewards. Mining is just credits. So, in short, what I'm saying – is uh, I I think it's okay. Should they should they have a balance pass of some kind? Yes, it might be ridiculous that mining is you know ten times as as lucrative, but then again, it is what it is. I'd rather see them adjust mining to where it isn't always just LTDs. Let's you know one week mm. have it have it be painites worth more. Next week, void opals are worth more. The next week, you know the the market. Yeah changing all over so that it, you're, you're putting some effort to earn those credits right now there's no effort uh, you know if you you want to earn that two three hundred million credits an hour uh, you can face roll the keyboard i mean people have talked they're reading a damn book while playing the game that is making something too easy that's my final thoughts sure yeah i and I, I agree with the sentiment, of course, like uh, uh, continual balance passes on games like this are appropriate, yeah. um, especially when you have market fluctuations, but that also makes it complicated to do. And so they're, they are timid about making changes that have, because even small changes they make have far-reaching effects. Um, but I did find the thing that I was talking about. So we got into a discussion um, apparently this was yesterday, uh, my, how time flies, but, um, a few of us, DJ Wiley and Nurgle and, uh, some other people, uh, there's a bunch of people here. <laughs> it was quite active there for a little while. Um, but the Nurgle, I, I guess, put the point into words that I'm actually going to bring up here. He said, for me, in light of the fact that I enjoy mining, the tipping point is when I feel like I should be mining because it's so insanely profitable. At that point, there's an issue. Uh, and that 
kind of hit as an answer to my question of like, why would it be better to adjust these things for the game? Because from, from everything that I was saying, I was saying like, I don't particularly enjoy laser mining. I think it's boring. So I choose to make my credits much slower in different parts of the game. Uh, and right there, he's saying like, he's getting on and well, I'd rather be doing combat, but there's a station buying low temperature diamonds for 1.7 million and I just can't pass it up. So it's like convincing you to change what you'd rather be doing in the game. Um, that kind of struck me a little bit that, that hit to, I guess the point that I was, the, the way I was feeling about it, I guess. Um, so yeah, I do think, you know, mining is min maxing to a certain point. It is like the farming of credits. It's the, it's the menu logging on high grade emissions signals of credits. So you can choose to do it or not. Maybe maybe it does need to be pulled back a little bit for the sake of making people feel guilty that they're not mining because they'd rather do something else. Very true. It's the min-maxing mindset too. In all games, players are going to find ways to do things faster than you should reasonably be able to do it. Like you said, mm. the logging off at HGs and stuff that that really but that's intentional in the game exactly that's intentional so that if you want to farm you can it's an option yep like i had mentioned last week it's like having a cheat code in an old game you know you can choose sure. to not use it you know if if you don't want to have unlimited lives or whatever don't use the cheat code if you want to have that it's there you know it's not necessarily cheating and and it depends on how much challenge you want to give yourself hmm Oh. Well, I think we can put this one to bed, or you got some more, Ty. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly kind of ready to put this one to bed, but I think that without a doubt, there should be some sort of, I don't want to even say balance pass, there, there's, there should be something looked at. I feel like that, I feel like they've almost made mining too easy, or credit earning too easy with mining is a better way to put it. I, can, I mean, I, I remember spending so much time earning my uh, vet and getting it A-rated. And it sat in the dock for months until I was able to earn enough money to, to be able to A-rate it to where I felt safe to take it out of the dock. And, and it was, it was, it was weird to, I don't know. It, it when I think about people earning the, the credits fast enough to, to, you know, you go, like right now, I, I go make, right now I spend an hour farming LTDs. I go sell them. I can buy two vets and A-rate them. It's a, it's a little crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean. I but think you can't that, buy the reactive armor. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely yeah, okay. That. True, say, true story. <laughs> so. Biggest thing with mining that I think really messed this up is when surface mining made such a big come back when it was core mining there's at least there's some skill and take some time to do that you mean you mean laser sorry surface as in laser yes subsurface, exactly right yeah well yeah. that's that's yeah surface i mean especially you know remember ty had his idea that you're only taking the top two inches off so it really it makes sense <laughs> that you know you're you're gonna make less doing that you can make it yeah you, know, you can make credits pretty fast but it should not be as lucrative as you know having to break the whole rock apart or even subsurface having to shoot something into the rock to do it just you know 
literally just aiming your lasers at a rock and having your limpets work while you're, you know, looking away is, is crazy. You know, it's just, it's too easy. See, see, for me, the way I think about it is like, I think where they really kind of messed up is not so much in making mining more lucrative or not so much in core mining, making that lucrative, but in making surface mining and subsurface mining equal to core mining. And they should not be. I really like the mini game of core mining and I really like the mini game of subsurface mining and they feel good. And I like the way they, they play do. and they're fun. An asteroid yeah. blowing up. First time you do that, especially in VR is bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, it feels good. They did a great job with it. And I'd like for them to do more kind of mini games like that. Um, but anyway, that's all I'll say about it. I think the service, I think making service mining was as profitable was kind of a mistake, and I feel like that's where they're trying to balance. Um, For sure. But, yeah. Anyway. anyway. All right. Let, yeah. Let, let's let's put this one to bed. Let's. Yeah. Good so, night. Good night. So, topic. Do you have a chick chat topic for this week? No, I was just covering topics and and everything else. That was it this week. All right. It's a meta chig chat. It's, it's a, a meta. meta. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so, a it's a chigception. Oh god. <laughs> Better than chiglets running around. <laughs> Terrible. I know. Uh, anyway, um All right. So the thing I was really wanting to kind of get into this week um so I I wanted to talk about Odyssey. So we know very little about very little about Odyssey, but pretty much the guess going right now is that, uh, or what a lot of people are believing is that uh, Odyssey may not include ship interiors. And so, kind of my question to you guys this week is: if they if Odyssey doesn't have ship interiors, will it be a, a big disappointment to the community? And how will Frontier prevent this, or how can they temper the community's expectations? Well, I'll Go. jump in here just uh, with initially uh, when, when you propose this uh, topic earlier in the week, I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. And I, I'm like, huh, this should be a pretty quick talk. And then actually started thinking about it more. I'm like, there's actually some more stuff to unpack here. And then all of a sudden, uh, like the next day, I see, you know, Burr and Rini put out a video where it's talking about, you know, the the history of this and and where, you know, Frontier talked about, you know, six years ago or whatever, you know, the the idea of of walking around our ships, exploring our ships, how the ships were designed, you know, with that in mind from the very beginning, um, walking around space stations, you know, they, they, they talked about all of that. So, I mean, there is a, is a lot of uh, interesting stuff here. And, you know, as far as disappointment from the community, if it's not there, I think that's going to be a huge topic if we don't see, you know, in the next trailer or, you know, mm. two trailers from now seeing, you know, somebody moving around the inside of their ship. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The closest we've seen to someone moving inside of a ship was the Crate Two, Crate Mark Two release video, wasn't it? Yes. That guy and his crew kind of walked on board the bridge or whatever. I think that that was the only one that I can think of where we kind of saw anything like that. Uh, yeah, before my time in this game, I think I think I've seen something along those me lines, too. but I don't remember seeing. I, I don't remember seeing it 
as a launch video. You know, I've seen it as just another historic <laughs> elite video I've seen. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so- it's the behind my before my time stuff that that is um, making me think about that. Like, I, I, so I, I don't have that background. Like, I'm I'm being informed that that stuff has been promised since the beginning, essentially. And I think because it has, like, that will, if the ship interiors don't exist, it will be a big disappointment and it will be hard to manage. Uh, But at the same time, I kind of feel like of all the things that you could be doing while walking around, walking around inside your ship is actually the most pointless from a gameplay perspective. Like, it seems like, oh, we should absolutely have that. It's, it, it is so much realism to our game world, except what are you going to do inside your ship? I mean, that is not where the missions are going to be conducted. Well, that's, uh, that's something you know? that I thought about, too. Like I said, there was some stuff to unpack, and when I first thought about this topic, I'm like, yeah, they, I really want to be able to explore my ship, but where's the gameplay aspect to that? Why You're not just going to put it in there just so that we can, you know, walk around our ships though i think they should but it's another one of those things that's great whatever they put in but it's never enough now pie in the sky vision i have with this you know walking around your ship would be something you know this is more pie in the sky stuff you know i I don't think this is coming but I, i think it would be badass and it could add a lot to multi crew type stuff you know you could have mm. friends friends on your ship or even npc crewmen that do stuff you know some ideas i jotted down like you could have a gunner you know he you know maybe boosts your weapon damage or maybe you can target modules more accurately or something you could have a navigator who maybe you can jump farther or you could jump to individual bodies within a system without you know having to be in a fleet carrier or something an engineer you know he could maybe you know repair stuff more efficiently than than a whatever it's called AFMU AFMU uh maybe improve your shields or maybe he could even angle deflectors you're trying to get away if you've got an engineer on board he's angling your shields to the rear of your ship or Mm -hmm. you're taking fire from the front things like that um a science officer maybe helps with xeno stuff you know I have you know I'm just was kind of spitballing and writing stuff down uh maybe a security officer if we're going to be able to walk around our ships they've also talked about you know stealing people's ships you know being boarded things like that you could have people on board repelling borders or you're trying to board somebody else's ship you know it it adds some gameplay and adds you know a, a whole bunch of reasons to walk around your ship well you have solved it for me sir (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm on board the ship interiors are a (laughs) must-have so Uh, so, go ahead like like for me the the i think that it would be i think that frontier would be missing a huge revenue stream for them not to include ship interiors and the reason why is because i don't know how much money people have spent on paint in this game I don't want to know how much money I have spent on paint in this game, and you can't even see the outside of your ship without going to another camera. Yeah. I don't know how much money I would spend to be able to customize the cockpit or the interior of my ship. Um, It's... it's Add lava lamps. Something. I mean, so um, I think about... So I played um, Elder Scrolls Online for a little bit, 
And I remember I spent about three days going through the process to customize my little house that you kind of start off with. And it's just like a little room <laughs> in an inn that you get. But you can put down beds and put shit on a wall and all I could think. And they have things that you can buy in there. They have a house that you can pay a hundred real dollars for. And it's like a whole freaking castle. Holy arc store, Batman. I know. <laughs> and, and, and I know people are buying it because I, I could see people's other houses, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so I know people are buying it. I could go into like my friend's houses. Oh man, I spent like about $40 on this. And extrapolate that out a little bit, you know? It's crazy yeah. to think about how much money they can make off of ship interiors. And if they don't do ship interiors, they are really missing out on a revenue stream. And I think they would be really remiss for that. And I think that if they don't utilize the revenue stream of ship, of ship interiors, now everybody's going to say, well, they just want more money from us. Yeah, guess what, guys? They make video, <laughs> that's why they make video games. All right? The don't amount of entertainment I've gotten from this game versus the amount that I've spent on it. Insane. Yeah, like, ARC store us up. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah, and it's, it's, you get right down to it. You give some people some, some freebies to, you know, design their interior how they want, you know. Well, come, and then, come off of that for a second here, Ty, uh, yeah. that whole idea. Um, I mean, I, I want to talk about the whole gravity thing that, that's an issue with this, but I, I'm going to come back to that because when they talked about being able to walk around our ships, they also talked about being able to walk around on space stations. Now, what about housing at a space station? Because then you would have gravity even too. And, you know, you have mm -hmm. the bar on the station you could go visit, but you could be customizing your your quarters on Maury Port. You know, you could have your your own individual, you know, your head of the squadron. You could have some nice digs on that thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if I don't have some kind of like executive quarters, then there's just something wrong there. So Yeah, you'll just have to get rid of Boyce. That. Remember, yeah, remember how the fleet fleet carrier turned out. You do not have a reserved pad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's. You look at that. There's a revenue stream there that they're not that's untapped, and I feel like that they can make a crap ton of money there. And absolutely, then, the more so, money they make, the more development they put into the game. Hopefully. Well, here's the kind of my follow-up question to that. So in, in August of 2018, Will Flanagan, uh, I believe it was on a live stream, said that they went into full production a while ago on what we now know as Odyssey. So that's, a, that's over two years, but we don't really know what a while ago is. So is, is, that, yeah. is that long enough for them to fully design the ship interiors? Well, it's they not said long that enough for them to be sure they can do VR. Oh, oh man we're gonna, to, we're gonna come back around with the vr the, thing, the, I the, you. the big thing about that is two years ago they said that they'd been working on it for a while and i think that the video that they had you know talking about um the walking around the ships and stuff goes way back farther than that so i mean he could have just been referring to the fact that you know they this has always been in the plan and you know they've had some you know a team working on it for for years probably and uh, if the ships were designed from the ground up with that in mind, I think that they've always had some kind of at least wireframe inside, some kind of floor plan in mind. And then it's just a matter of fully fleshing that out over time. And and sure. I think that they they 
probably with how long they've been working on this, I'm thinking, yeah, they, they should have had enough time to do it, but it really depends on how much of that effort went to the, these planetary bases that we've got coming. And, you know, it's, it might be telling that the first trailer just showed walking around on a planet. Well, so if you go back to the Kickstarter and there was, I believe it was Michael, there was a Michael Brooks video. And I can't remember who else now. They talked about when they were designing the ships, they designed all of them with the mindset of how they're going to function, where the landing gears go, you know, where the cargo stored, mm-hmm. you know, where the gun port or where the hard points are actually stored. Because the, the, they went with the mindset of, well, if you have to go work on that hard point for some reason, you're going to have to have access to it internally. That was the whole thing there. They wanted to they wanted to be able to design the ship interiors with that mindset that they're gonna have to that the people eventually are gonna have to walk around these things. So uh there's a YouTube channel, I believe the guy's name is FRJ, where he actually breaks down internal modules of a lot of the different ships. And um going to scale, everything fits within nearly every ship up until about the Mark II, the Mamba, the Chieftain, the Alliance ships. And it was about there that they kind of abandoned the everything's going to fit. And it just mm. they're just going to make it look cool. Well, does is, it have to be all or nothing then? I mean, if we got half the ships that could actually be walked around and half of them that couldn't, I, you know, I don't know how you you know, wrap your brain around that and how it mess with your immersion. But, you know, that might be something that they'd have to do. Well, okay. So think about it like this for just a minute. So let's say you have a class set, a class five uh, optional port. What is our optional uh, slot? What does that look like? How do you, how do you design that? So that I'm going to put a cargo uh, bay there. Look, it's tracks, a room or something. Right. Well, tracks is going to put a, um, you know, a shield generator there and you're going to put a shield cell bank there. So how does that look to the, to the player inside? Does it just change depending on what they put there? Is it just like a corner of a big empty room that changes depending on uh, what, what modules there? I mean, how does that, how does that look? And is it just a situation where you can't even see those modules where it's just like, so, so the, 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 the other idea was like, well, what if they just do like, you know, it's so like Star Trek Online has interior for, for, for the ships. You know, you, you get into the bridge and you go through a little turbo lift, which instances you down to like this big hallway of Star Trek looking stuff that, you know, you get to like a little tin Ford looking room. And I don't know, it, it, it feels separated from the ship. So it doesn't really feel like you're on the ship. But that's their that's their ship interior, and I feel like if Elite did something like that, where it feels disconnected from the actual layout of your ship, it's not going to feel right. Like if you're on the Sidewinder, you go through a hallway, the hallway's longer than what it should be, or taller than what it should be. It's going to feel weird, and it's not going to it's not going to be right. And then, what if your hallway is similar to the to the vet i mean it shouldn't be but what if it is you know because you're just going through a little instancing thing and i'm not saying they're going to do that but it would 
you know, for some people they'd be like, oh, no, this is my ship interior. And here's the thing. I'm like, that would, that would be a big letdown for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's, that's, we, we can see the difficulties in developing what they want to do. And if we're seeing these difficulties, you know, sometimes we don't, it's like, how hard is it to adjust the values on something to us? You just got to change some numbers. <laughs> this is, there's a whole bunch of, you know, layers of difficulty. I mean, we were talking earlier about, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, let's say you have somebody else in the ship and, and well, a just moving around your ship in zero gravity, are you going to be floating around, going to be using mag boots? How's that going to work? And then, you know, your ship would have to be sitting still to be walking around your ship at all. Otherwise you're going to have inertia and stuff like on the expanse, you know, your, your body would be flopping around the ship because of G forces in every direction. And, you know, your multi crew, you know, you have tracks comes and joins my ship and he's, walking around my bridge and then all of a sudden I start, you know, boosting and doing flips. If you want immersion, he'd have to get himself knocked around. But then your nano medicines would save him, I suppose. That's true. Know. That does sound like a likely scenario. You tossing me around the tin can that is your ship. Yeah, for sure. I'd invite you over just for that. <laughs> but I mean, that also, one of the other things they said, like I said, walking around the station, they also talked about, you know, exploring derelicts, you know, finding, I don't know if they were talking generation ship you find or just, you know, a beat up anaconda. And you do, you know, like the one episode of Firefly when they found the, the Reaver kid on there and stuff. And, you know, things got all crazy. It'd be creepy to go onto a derelict ship and start you know, getting salvage from it and making money that way, there's a good place to get some black market stuff to actually use the black market. But once again, are we talking mag boots? Are we floating in space? And if we're floating, all of a sudden, so worried about motion sickness with VR, and that could be another reason they're not having VR at launch, you know, working out those details. I don't know. There's so much, so many variables, so many moving pieces. I, I don't know the answers. I'm waiting for more than this 77 second video mm -hmm. yeah i mean so, we, we know basically nothing <laughs> well that's that's true and you know one of the things that we've been told is we're going to get dev diaries back and that's you know that's to give us some more information and you know we're, we're making a lot of assumptions here based upon you know just like you said a 70 second video that being said i think that uh you know just like with you know, the VR thing being a big deal. Uh, I think now is kind of the time for them to know our concerns um, and to know, say, hey, for them to make sure that they know that, you know, this is, these, these things are acceptable, these things are not. Uh, because, uh, you know, not saying that anything that we say is going to be, you know, change FDF's plans, but the community as a whole change FDES plans that's you know we we know they listen to us so well you guys convinced me i came in here like you know i know it'll be disappointing but what does it really matter in the grand scheme of things and then boom instant flip-flop <laughs> well and, and you know just like if you know if they do if they do this thing because it's entirely possible that walking around is strictly limited to limited to planet side that you can only walk around on, on planets, not even stations or, or ships or nothing. Like you have to land and then get out of your ship and then there'll be a teleport kind of thing. That feels like it'd be a disappointment. That feels like it'd be a miss. And it, 
I'm not going to say it would, you know, make me quit playing the game or anything like that. It wouldn't, but if we're going to be honest about it, it's it's a miss. It's going to feel weird just, you know, just teleporting around mm. like that. It's going to feel like the half measures that you talk about. Exactly. But then, once again, I'm happy with anything they add to the game. It yeah. takes a yes. long time. It takes a long time to fill an entire galaxy, and as long as they keep adding stuff, I'm fine. It's when all of a sudden this thing goes into some kind of maintenance mode that I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, and and which you know, if you want to keep it out of maintenance mode, give me ship interiors where I can make my interior of my vet all black. So, <laughs> and that's a whole that's a whole lot of arcs. Yeah. Right. Ship interiors equals arcs. Which I, equals I, yeah. income form and, and everything. Yep. You know, yep. it's um it's Yeah, but won't you even be more bummed if they give you your ship interior and you can customize it all you want and you can't do it in VR? I, I've been thinking a lot about the VR <laughs> thing. You know I am. And I've been thinking a lot about it and uh, you know, they've already said that up to horizons will still be completely VR compatible. I, I don't want to be able to walk around anything in VR. I think that that would bother the shit out of me. Uh, after playing Half-Life Alex, I'm more convinced now more than ever that walking around in VR is not going to be comfortable for anybody. <laughs> it's comfortable for me. Perfectly comfortable for me. it's not for everybody i get that um but i think like the other movement methods and like the field of view haloing there's ways around it and and Mm -hmm. it it there may just be some people where you're just not comfortable and that's fine like i don't i don't mean to make anybody feel bad about that um but i can i use full motion walking around jumping leaping off of cliffs it took me a while but I got used to that and I love it. That's like the only way I want to play games now. So, you know, it exists on both sides, I guess. That's even the vomit buggy. I can't do the buggy without being in VR. I, it's, it, I just like it. I, I do the SRV. If I'm on too rough terrain for too many minutes without a break, I will start to feel it a little bit. That is the only place. And the SRV is worse than walking around. Way worse. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, far You're worse. Right about that. The first yeah. couple times it was iffy, but uh, you know those that have their VR legs, especially people who play nothing but VR, it's it yeah. it becomes nothing. You eventually really get used to all of that. I was really not necessarily saying like like getting sick or anything like that. I was really more more or less saying that from a from a running around and shooting people or running around and shooting aliens or anything. It's mm. it's more fun with a mouse and keyboard. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh yeah, full disagree. Are you kidding? I am. I'm going full. You're wrong on that one. There's nothing like freaking dropping to the floor and shooting at something that's flying over your head and turning around yeah. and oh my god, it's yeah, it's the, not even the, close. The I mean, guns are one thing. The bow and arrow, come on. <laughs> okay, the bow and arrow is really cool, but like, see, God, the gravity gloves and Alex, you didn't have a blast with those. That would be funner with a mouse and keyboard. No way. Yeah. Okay, that would not be funner mouse and keyboard. But that but. was specifically designed for VR only, so that's Correct. sort of a, a, a cheating but. example. In in so okay, so the thing is, you can't aim down your uh, and your partner argument here that you can't aim down your sight with your. Uh, gun in VR because 
it throws it off. Now you kind of you kind of can, but you can't. You can't what? line it up as well. Yes, that's you can. A, you can if the you can if the the graphics of the gun are designed right. Mm. It, the offset has to be in the right place so that you're not whacking your headset with the controller. But you absolutely oh. can if it's designed right. Like if the you know it it just needs to the scope needs to sit a little further from your wrist is all. Okay. Hmm. And especially handguns and stuff, you absolutely can sight those and no problem. Um, but then again, the game we saw it was it was these laser railgun funky space guns and they were more rifle like that could be interesting but then again those yeah. could have you know it looked like some kind of digital scope instead of having mm-hmm. to line up down the length of the scope it's more mm-hmm. like a red dot you put on a pistol you know mm-hmm. that kind of sighting would work just fine mm-hmm. but i mean even i i thought about another solution i mean all you'd have to do is even just put an aiming reticule out in front of you and you aim like you aim your ship I mean, sure. If, you, if you're so it's be, almost projected on your screen, exactly. In your headset, or exactly. Your helmet, so, I should say. Ex- and so, that—that's where you're aiming, and that's how you can control with you know keyboard and mouse while in VR. You know, because otherwise, if they're not going to give full motion controllers, you know, if I can't use my touch controllers, I can't be aiming that way anyway. I'm going to be aiming some other fix that they come up with. So, so I, I think about. Uh, have you you guys have both played Rogue Recall, right? Yes, I haven't actually, but I understand the principle. I have quite a few hours in that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and now I really like that game. I think that game is just really kind of mindless fun. It's just mm-hmm. it's, it's just a it's an on the rail shooter is what it is. I mean, I know you're not technically on the rails, but it's it's that's what it is. It's an on the rail shooter. Like that one it. that one yeah. only has teleport movement, though. At least yeah. it used to. Right. That one I really like, but my issue with that is when, like, I, I never pick up the rifles. I usually use the shotguns or the pistols. I don't use the rifles because aiming down the sight with those feels bad. And even just aiming down the sight with the pistols feels like I don't feel like I, never, I can ever get centered with them. And a big problem with that, and you'll see, you can see there's all kinds of, you know, people are 3D printing things or making things mm-hmm. out of PVC pipes to, to get the controllers connected to each other. Because then you right. get that that steadiness, and it actually feels like you're holding a rifle of some kind. Yeah, and I, I, I've played that. More and of a it, it is goofy. Yeah, because you, you're two hands trying to get lined up in space, and where you're connected to the gun and stuff. Right, it, it definitely is an issue. Yeah. Well, like I don't know. I'm I'm still want the, I still want v, VR, but I can handle not walking around in VR. As long as I get to still fly my ship in VR, but my bigger issue comes into the fact that um, and I mean to get this in the whole VR thing here, but my bigger issue comes into the whole um, atmospheric worlds won't. I mean, we don't know this for sure, but like if you're if you're flying in your ship on an atmospheric world and it doesn't look like that's going to be able to be VR accessible, but the standard non-atmospheric planets will be VR accessible. And it, why? Why would that even be a thing? Um, well, I think it has to do with the, the new planets that are going to be, you know, walk-aroundable. Is that a word? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> that, that's the elite <laughs> a great planets. Um, 
they're going to be like the horizon planets are right now. They're going to be just, you know, landable. They're only going to be visible as landable planets. If you have, if you're playing in, uh, Odyssey, you know, so they're not even, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll still be there, but they won't show up as, as a landable planet. Like if you know, you're not playing horizons, the... you don't see the horizons halo, you know, and you can't, yeah. You can't go land, you know, they're, they're in the game, but they're not accessible. And I think that that's, that's kind of what's going to happen. You're going to be in, in, if you're, if you're loading up, um, you know, horizons, yes, you can do VR and do everything you can. My bigger concern is if there's other things available in Odyssey, like horizons added engineers, if you play base game, you can't even engineer your ship if they had something new for the ships in odyssey that you can't access if you're playing horizons you, you see what i'm saying it's it's it, yeah that where where they draw this line in the sand is going to be really telling and whether i even well i who am i kidding i'll, I'll buy odyssey you know i'm gonna buy it and and you know because i won't know until i actually sit down and play it and and go there and once again we're so far away i i think you know it, it was fun to speculate and and get into the ship interiors and will it be disappointing if they don't have it i i i like that kind of speculation but now we're back to where we were before you know talking about disappointment when we really don't have anything to be disappointed about yet you know, yeah. uh, we're already to catch hell. Yeah. People are going to say that we were salty again, even though I thought we were pretty <laughs> positive most of the show. Yeah, I've really come around to the point where it's like you, even though I'm, I'm really going to be very disappointed about the VR situation. Like that matters a ton to me. Um, I know that I just can't draw any conclusions at this point. Um, what I've heard is I shouldn't expect VR, but it's does seem like it's still a question about when or how much, you know, mm -hmm. maybe yeah. some of Odyssey will, maybe it's not that the executable won't load at all in VR, but I don't know yet. And, and I'm fine. We'll just have to, you know, we'll have to just, just withhold judgment, I guess. So. Well, I think it was live radio. I think last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was, they said something like, would you, would you accept Odyssey VR, if it was like in a like a beta phase or like it, a, it was like the, the in phase. headset movie theater screen version. Stupid. Yeah, I would not be okay <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, I not like as a permanent thing, but if it meant that I could still do everything I do now in VR, and then when it comes time to walk on my feet, I have to view it on a screen like that. Yeah, but I get okay to leave that. my headset on to make the transition easier. I'm there. Yeah, Absolutely. Take yeah. your time, guys. Take another six months or whatever to finish it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be okay with that. Which I'm, hmm. yeah. I, I'm hoping they have more of a beta version of VR, like I had mentioned before, where you, you can play it, but they're making it very clear. Yes, you can play in VR, but it's probably going to be nausea-inducing and you might get some crashes, but give us the option to give it a try. You know, mm -hmm. haven't let us play an early stage of the VR version, you know, even though it's not, you know, ready for prime time, so to speak, uh, put it out there. And then, and then basically we'd be beta, you know, we'd be playing the game, but we'd also kind of be beta testing that for full release for everybody. 
you know, ha- have it in the live game. I, I just, I, I'd, I'd like the option. But once again, I, fuck, we haven't gotten any new information in the last couple of weeks. I, I, I feel like we're just going to keep talking in circles and what we're 75 yep. minutes in now. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, so, so, you know, originally we kind of, so originally we kind of, we kind of guessed that uh, we would get a great big Odyssey announcement right around or like a, like a full, not like a little teaser trailer, but like a full trailer um, or a full game, maybe like an in-game thing uh, with the Gamescom release or with Gamescom. Well, Gamescom's been canceled. Uh, now, that being said, I still think we get something in August. I don't think we're going to get any more news about Odyssey until August. That's just me guessing. Uh, but I think it'll be August because... Uh, so, they're going to have to have... Um, there's going to be a point where they're going to want to turn on pre-orders. They're going to want to do it about six months before you... Uh, before the release because there's some law surrounding that that they have to you know within six months kind of thing so the, but they're gonna want to make as much money as possible with that so they're not gonna you know august would kind of line up for them to do like an early launch in 2021 which is what they're planning on at this point um so yeah i think that um i think it's i think it's a, i think there's a good chance that we look at you know, August for more information. Now, the question is, how much information are we really going to get out of August? I don't think we're going to get the full details like we want, but well, I think we're going to get a lot more information. So, well, if your idea behind giving more information is to get pre-sales, I think we'll get a lot of information. Once they get to the point where they're ready to start doing pre-sales, that's when things will be finalized. They'll have a, they'll have a, they may not tell us, but they'll have a roadmap of. When well, there'll, be, there'll be a release date at that right. point. I think for pre-sales, you have to have a release date, don't you? Release month. Hmm. You can get it down to a month. Okay. You can be within 30 days of your, like if June 1st, you, you got to get it out by July 1st kind of thing. So so I, I felt like from the way I was hearing them talk about what happened with fleet carriers, I think it's possible that the video regardless of whether it came out earlier than expected or not, which I have my sort of questions about. Like, it did seem like it released early, but I wonder if it was only, like, by a couple of hours because the Steam uh, wishlist thing was already ready to go. Uh, Mm -hmm. That seemed awfully quick. So anyway, they may have meant to release that video that day. I don't know. But um, I wonder if they release a thing like that and then they watch the chatter and... You know, with the way the development cycle on fleet carriers went, they went back and changed a bunch of stuff. And I don't think it was all just because of their own internal things. I think they probably were watching a lot of chatter. I mean, they they pay they pay attention. They've made it extremely clear that they are listening, um, even if it doesn't seem like it sometimes because they don't like reply to everybody. But um, it's possible that that video comes out and it's extremely minimal, but you know, we've been talking about it a ton and what we're, what we would love, what we would not love. And they may refocus some things that may be why we get some very spotty information and stuff like, we just don't know about that yet because 
maybe some of that stuff got moved around. Maybe it well, was what, like, well, release the video and then let's have a meeting about what we see. <laughs> what about, I mean, the possibility of us getting some more information next weekend? Because next weekend is when LaveCon was supposed to happen. You know, they, they usually like to, mm-hmm. you know, interact with that and give some information and stuff during LaveCon. Could we be seeing, you know, a press release or another short video next week? See, I think that the Odyssey announcement video that we saw, I think that video originally was for LaveCon. I, I had that feeling too, but... Which, you know, was kind of our... So, you know, uh, I, I predicted Fleet Carriers come out in early June. I was right about that. Um, I predicted they would announce the 2020 update at LaveCon. Well, that kind of got screwed up with, you know, virus crap, uh, which is, you know... For them to, I, I'm a firm believer that that video wasn't like accidentally leaked. Uh, I, I think it was a situation where someone didn't check a box and then that happened. But I think that they were, I think the day it came out was the day it was supposed to come out. So um, I think it's also entirely possible that we could get a shit ton more information, just like you said, Chig. Because, you know, kind of the more I think about that, the more I kind of think that it's, you know, um, that basically they're, they're pushing up their release information because of virus, because they're sitting around going, well, we can't do the, 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 the live con shows. We don't have to have a week's worth of prep and a week's worth of, of, uh, relaxation after that to try to, you know, uh, you know, you got a con or something, you need about a week to recover from the con, you know? Uh, <laughs> right. So, I mean, at least old, at least old man Ty does, but, um, you know, so it, it, it uh, plus, you know, you don't have to work, have to work up a week's worth of, of press releases and prep and, you know, talking points and uh, probably have to have prep meetings, but, you know, here's the things we're going to, we can talk about, here's the things we can't, that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and then they have to have time to prep like the, the videos they're going to release. Well, they've been able to kind of push that, that schedule up a little bit because they don't have to, they don't have the travel time they have to worry about, you know, so. I think that that by itself makes it easier for them to to release the release information, you know. So especially considering the game's been pushed out, so now they're going to need more information produced over time. So they probably have you know already had some stuff in the shoot that they can still put out, and that's why they said you know their their press release schedule is going to stay the same, even though the game got pushed forward because they already had a lot of this uh, promo stuff prepared but now you know their their schedules just changed because i still thought that the odyssey video coming out when it did what a couple days before fleet carriers i mean it was like the same week or the week before them wasn't it and it just why would you be doing that you know taking away from the fleet carrier thunder like that it's still still i still think that that was accidental at least in the back of my mind maybe that was when they wanted to do it it just seemed odd but yeah hopefully we start yeah. seeing more stuff and they're producing more stuff start dropping information bombs on us please well i think I, there's also a part of me that was just kind of like well maybe they release this video just like you said tracks maybe they release this video and they're just kind of sitting back going okay we have these 10 things that are ready. We can get six ready. We have these 10 things that are kind of ready. We can get six of them really ready by, uh, 
uh, by release date. So let's figure out what the six things are. What are the six things that the community wants wants us to focus on? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally, I doubt it would be as free form as that, but like, here's what we're planning for release and here's what we're planning over the next six months. And then the chatter comes back and you end up really wanting to flip two of those. Yeah. Like, like maybe they were like, maybe they were like, well, VR is not a big deal. You know, it won't be a big deal. And now they're getting all this chatter. <laughs> like, well, maybe we need to push yeah. up VR. You know, that guy tracks is really upset. I think we should do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's something like, they're like, well, we're going to release ship, ship interiors, you know, six months down the road. Oh, shit. Ty's right, man. He's got a good point. We can make a shit ton of money here. Like, like they don't know, already know that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty clear that they are getting all of their information from us and making all of their decisions based on our opinions. So I, I make all of my life decisions off of your guys' opinions. <laughs> well, then you're living, you're living life right, Chig. <laughs> Let's talk about cheese some more. Uh, yes. Which, speaking of which, I think that's going to do it. Y'all have anything else you want to cover on this topic? I got nothing. Not at all. Well, I mean, I've got a lot more, but it's it's now getting late, and we've talked a lot. I think we've covered it, to be honest with you, at least from mm-hmm. at least until we get more information. So, Anyway, um, I, think, I think that's actually going to do it for us for this week. I am still in the process of jumping back toward the bubble. Long way from home still. And I hope to be home soon. I'm trying to see how far I'm actually away. Just so I can report as of this recording. Still 4,311 light years out. So, got a, got a minute. Got a minute. Uh, chig, do the cheese. <laughs> Rock on. Um all right, this week's cheese is the classic of classic cheeses. You see any picture of cheese, you can identify it instantly because of all the holes in it. Swiss cheese. It's uh, you know, based off of a, I don't know, a cheese out of Switzerland. It's really good. Eat some. Uh, stay cheesy, everybody. My daughter's favorite. Rock so, on. My wife's favorite. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Chig, you put down uh, three movies here, and I, I was trying to rank them in like uh, uh, a happiness level, but favorite level. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do the three here that uh, you got here, but I'm gonna put them down in the ones that I I love the most. Okay. Uh, so it's gonna be least to most. Now it's hard, these are so close; it's hard for me to say that they're bad. But I'm gonna least to least least love to most love. So Back to the Future. Uh, July the 3rd, 1985. I did not realize that it was a July movie. That was a July 4th weekend movie. I did not realize that. And I just want to tell you, that's, you know, as you guess, that's that's next Thursday. Um, you know, we have a show that week. That could have mm-hmm. probably been next week. But I, as unless we adjust our recording schedule at all, I, I, I won't be here next week. Actually going to go camping, annual tubing trip down the Namakagan River in... Uh, Wisconsin. Um, anybody want to drive up there and go, come? I keep bugging uh, Ty and Tracks to go, and I keep bugging Dubs to go. I don't care who you are. Show up. We go down the river Saturday. We're going down the river Saturday, July 4th. going to celebrate the 4th by drinking a lot of beer and floating down a river. <laughs> so that, that I just thought I'd mention that. Oh, it's, it's so exhausting. It's amazing. 
All right, so Back to the Future is your third favorite of these movies? Out of those three, and it's, it's really hard. Wow. I know, because right. Uh, right behind that is Apollo 13 with uh, June 30th, 1995. Which is 25 years old. And then, uh, because I love this movie so much, and uh, I can't tell you how much I love Liam. Liam, help me, what's his name? A brain spark. Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. When you were, <laughs> Liam. Like, Liam. What? I'm like, what? I, oh, God, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I love him. Um, I, 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 my favorite I, character is the co-pilot or the autopilot. <laughs> He's the uh, best. We're talking about Airplane, the 1980 movie, uh, July 2nd, which was another July 4th weekend movie. But the thing that gets me about this is this movie is now 40 years old, uh, which makes me feel really freaking old. But the other thing that gets me about this movie is, um, so that was where I watched. So I, I, I didn't watch this when I was younger. I watched this when I was like, I don't know, like 30, like 10 years ago or something. And it was so freaking funny. And I got on this huge Leslie Nielsen tear where I was just watching everything I could find and on YouTube, I don't know if it's still there but on one point on YouTube every single episode of of, what was it called? Police Squad? Yes. Yep, yeah. Police Squad. Yeah, Police Squad it was up there. That show is so comedic genius and oh man, it was so good and and it it, you know the 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 lethal not lethal weapon the police jeez the naked gun series naked gun thirty three yeah. and a half or thirty three and a third <laughs> thirty three and a third <laughs> they were so good uh, do you I'll, realize Leslie Nielsen's been gone ten years well it'll be ten years in November since he passed away I know God time but, flies and see that hit me hard too because I was I was right on his kick right about the time he died so I was like oh my God no. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, um, but if, if if you like the Naked Gun series, go try to find the Police Squad because they are so much freaking funnier. There's only about two seasons, I think, two or maybe three seasons. I think there's only like twenty or thirty episodes total. Not a whole lot, but it's such a great show. Well, actually, Air, really airplanes was. so classic. They 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 did a lot of things in that movie though that you could not do. No <laughs> today at all, but no. it, it's still, it, it's still some. It, I, I I laugh so hard. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is awesome in that. Uh, that God, the fight that head at the airport. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. I mean, just <laughs> it's full of great lines. You know, I I love it. Was that? Oh man, what, Robert Stack. I just pulled it up. Robert Stack. Lloyd Bridges was in that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Just great movie. Roger, Roger. It's, Roger? it's, uh, yeah, it, it created like a lot of cultural things that have endured and, you know, sort of created its own genre of comedy too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. And, and anyway, the, the, the movie, the airplane movie came out at a time, for those that don't know, it came out at a time in movie history where there was a bunch of airplane disaster movies. And for them to kind of make fun of it, because this was back in the time with, like, airplanes, I won't say they were falling out of the sky, but there was a lot more accidents than there are today. And <laughs> it's, uh, it, was, it was really for them to kind of do it the way they did. It was, it was very risque for the time being. And, and uh, it'd be like, God, 
I think the closest thing we could get a, we could get to it be like making fun of COVID nineteen or something to that effect. But I don't know if that's comedy even, about a pandemic. I don't know, man. I don't know how you yeah, do but, that. But it 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 also was a time where it looked like it was easier to laugh at ourselves and 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 mm-hmm. just just mm-hmm. not take things so seriously. I mean, there's you know there's some racial undertones in this movie for sure, but they, yes. it was it was all taken just. You know, it was it was a joke. It's people used to know what a joke was. It wasn't, you know, oh my god, you know, send this guy away. It was, let's laugh at it, and that's you know, uh, that's forty years ago now. So that you know makes sense. Yeah, but hey, everything changes, guys. But, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's gonna be it because I'm tired. So. Um, always you can reach us loosegrewzd.com uh, you can check us out on Twitter uh, I'm working on a special episode for us next week we might do the recording on Wednesday and we're going to talk with everybody see if we can do that if we can't harm no foul we'll, me and Trax will hold the fort down because <laughs> I have something kind of kind of cool planned for next week assuming it all works out but we shall see uh, but we'll see you guys next time. Anything else for I uh, do the great big sign off thing? I would like to say uh, if c- come to the general channel in Discord and disagree with us. Disagreements welcome in general, not anywhere else. Put them in general. A <laughs> <laughs> dinner roll. In dinner roll. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway. That's all I got. Stay cheesy. I'm taking chicks line. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you guys next time. All right. Take care. Bye, everybody. Good night.